0: This is Frontrunner, the weekly grain marketing update from Frontier Agriculture. Hello, you're listening to Frontrunner and I'm Becca Russell. I'm a marketing assistant supporting Frontier's Southern sales team. As always, our market update has been written by experts across the business. We're hosting a series of Open Days across the country as part of our 3D Thinking, Research, Innovation and Development programme, which is designed to find crop production solutions for UK farmers and the wider agricultural industry. Each event is an opportunity to attend guided demonstration plot tours, hear variety selection advice, discover the latest results from our trials research and speak to experts from Frontier Agriculture, King's Crops and Soil Precision. To find the closest open day to you, go to www.frontierag.co.uk slash events. We look forward to seeing you there. Let's get started with this week's report. Wheat Markets Today's Wheat Update has been written by Head of Grain Pool Marketing, Simon Ingle. Simon notes that the United States Department of Agriculture published revisions to its World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report late last Friday afternoon, there was a notable jump in its world wheat production estimate, which it now sees rising to over 800 million tonnes. This is 10.4 million tonnes up on last month and 12 million tonnes up on last year. It came as a surprise to many that the United States Department of Agriculture did not cut production estimates for areas where adverse weather may reduce output potential. For example, the Australian Bureau of Agriculture and Resource Economics and Sciences recently cut its country's production potential by a third on last year's figure to 26.2 million tonnes due to the expected negative impact on yields from the El Nino weather. However, the United States Department of Agriculture left its estimates for Australia unchanged at 29 million tonnes. It also increased its EU wheat production forecast by 1.5 million tonnes, whilst others are cutting estimates due to prolonged dryness across northern Europe. Weather over the next two months will be key for most northern hemisphere crops, and will need monitoring to see if the United States Department of Agriculture's optimistic outlook can be realised. Wheat markets found additional price support from the US, where corn production potential is being compromised by prolonged dryness. The United States Department of Agriculture believes U.S. farmers will achieve record yields. But weekly crop ratings are in decline, with a three-point drop this week to 61% good to excellent. This compares to 72% rated good to excellent at this stage last year. The continued dryness affecting Northern Europe led European trade association COSEROL to cut its combined EU and UK 2023 wheat production estimate to 142.4 million tonnes. Independent business analysts Strategy Grains also cut its 2023 EU wheat production estimate by 1.3 million tonnes on last month to a total of 128.7 million tonnes. However, this is still 3.6 million tonnes up on the year. These revisions helped boost buying interest and London November 2023 wheat futures back above £200 per tonne, their highest since the end of April. A three-point drop in French winter wheat crop ratings to 88% rated good to excellent highlighted yield potential moving backwards, but crop ratings remain historically high. This time last year, the French winter wheat crop rating was just 66%. EU wheat exports to the 11th of June climbed to 29.97 million tonnes, up 1.1 million tonnes on the week and just 3.5 million tonnes on the same period last year. With most analysts' expectations of exports to be below 30 million tonnes, it looks like these early estimates will be exceeded by a reasonable margin. Lower 2023 production estimates as a result of the dry weather have led to lower expected carryover stocks. This leaves a supply outlook that is tighter than previously expected. This week, President Putin announced that Russia was considering withdrawing from the Black Sea export deal when it expires on the 17th of July. This cast doubt over the longevity of the export deal that has allowed Ukraine to continue shipping wheat and other grains from some of its Black Sea ports over the past 11 months. The President expressed concerns that EU sanctions are preventing the free flow of Russian exports. However, with Russia expected to ship 3 million tonnes of wheat in June, taking the country's season tally to a record 45 million tonnes, it is difficult to believe that this commodity is part of those concerns. Putin also observed that most Ukrainian grain shipments were ending up in EU rather than poor nations, announcing that if the deal is not renewed, then Russia would provide grain for poor nations free of charge. Barley markets. Today's barley update has been written by barley trader Alex Natchev, who works with the grain trading team in Lincolnshire. Alex mentions old crop domestic demand from compounders has been quiet this week, with buying mainly on a hand-to-mouth basis. This dynamic is possibly due to the prices declining almost every week since February. During this decline, feed barley has lost up to 20% of its value. Short covering by the trade has added modest demand. Overall, the pace of farm selling for Crop 22 has been slow and there may be a significant tonnage yet to be marketed for this season. UK export is struggling to be competitive against cheap Russian and Ukrainian grain that is entering in increasing quantities via road and rail. These alternative supply routes may dampen any effects that a potential closing of the Russian and Ukraine grain corridor may have on the 17th of July. With regards to demand, if China returns to the market for French grain this year, we could see a material reduction in European surpluses. This could bring European export prices closer to UK levels. Domestically, we have seen an increase in demand for Crop 23 from customers this week, with compounders organising cover from August this year until March 2024. Some weather issues have persisted and are becoming more significant. The lack of rain in northern Europe is beginning to take its toll on a potential record French crop. How much of an impact this will have remains to be seen, as harvest has now begun in the southwest of France. The UK and Scandinavia have also been dry throughout May and June so far, with most regions having received less than 20% of the average rainfall over the past 30 days. Similarly, drought conditions are prevalent throughout Brazil's corn area. And also in the US wheat and corn crops. The focus will continue to be on global weather this week to see how these issues develop. Oilseeds Markets Today's oilseed update has been written by James Needham, who is head of oilseed specialising in grain trading based in Lincolnshire. James says this week the wilder oilseeds market, including rapeseed, soybeans, palm and sunseeds, saw strong gains for the second week in a row. The weather in northern Europe is increasingly dry and rapeseed yields are starting to see potential damage, particularly in Scandinavia and the Baltics. Dry conditions are also beginning to cause concern in northern France, Germany and Poland. Despite this, the EU crop conditions remain strong, with many estimates over 20 million tonnes. Dry weather for US soybeans crops is also giving the market support. Policy change was big news again this week, with the US Environmental Protection Agency set to release mandates on renewable fuel blending levels, which includes vegetable oil derived from soybeans, canola and others. This announcement is of particular importance as huge investment has been made into increasing the production capacity of biofuels in the US. The release of the mandate has been delayed until 22nd of June. However, the market took this as a bullish message with fund managers joining in. Fertiliser markets. Today's Fertiliser update has been written by Nick Thompson, who is our regional Fertiliser Business Development Manager. Nick notes ammonium nitrate production in the UK and Europe has begun but mainly to satisfy domestic demand as producers remain vigilant of the continuation of rising gas prices. The cost of natural gas in the UK has increased over 70% from 57 pence per therm to 98 pence per therm since the UK started its new season campaign on the 23rd of May. Energy levels are firmer again into quarter four, with December 2023 at approximately one pound 45 pence per therm. Producers will remain cautious to reflect raw material costs. We advise growers to discuss forward offers currently available to them on UK domestic product. With a lack of quality imported products available and traditional supplies unable to offer prices forward, the current offer from CS Fertilisers for January to February delivery at a small carry to the first posted June price should be seriously considered. India returned to the urea market this week with a new tender for 800,000 tonnes and a very tight shipment by 17th of July. Although the country initially received offers on over 2 million tonnes, early reports say it can only cover 600,000 tonnes due to a combination of stocks already held in India, the tight shipment window and the prices put forward being lower than most producers expected. The agreed tonnage will most likely be sourced from stocks held in Russia and the Middle East with little interest from China as it would see a better financial return from its domestic market. China represents 30% of all global production, and given minimal activity from them this tender, it would suggest a new floor price has been set. Producers that now have destocked will be looking to increase levels in the coming days and weeks. In terms of liquid, foliar products applied at growth stage 69 to 75, aimed at increasing protein and milling wheat, have seen an increase in demand in recent days as the application window moves closer. Where contracts allow, growers with a requirement for these products, either in an intermediate bulk container or bulk delivery, should contact their frontier representative to discuss available options. Offers of urea ammonium nitrate for summer and autumn delivery remain unchanged, following the release of terms earlier this month. A full portfolio of grades are available across the UK marketplace for growers looking to secure their tank fill volumes on this first offering. PK markets have been corrected downward to levels that are now starting to attract interest. Diammonium phosphate and triple superphosphate levels have decreased slightly again this week, Prompting some growers to purchase. Potash and polysulfate remain unchanged. This was Frontrunner for week ending Friday, the 16th of June, 2023. Thank you to Simon, Alex, James, and Nick for their insights. We hope you'll join us again next week for another grain market update. If you'd like help with any aspect of your grain marketing, please get in touch by visiting our website at www.frontierag.co.uk or if you're a customer, you can speak to your local Frontier contact. All Frontier customers have free access to online grain trading and live 24-hour market pricing through MyFarm. Links to more information as well as to our blog and socials can be found in the description notes for this episode. Thank you for listening.